Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Trap Game Podcast. I am your host, Mark Kruthop. Um, I am flying solo today uh, on this recording. Uh, just a quick couple updates on the pod. Um, Steve, unfortunately, uh, is not going to be doing the pod with me anymore. He asked if he could, well, not asked, but he wants to focus on school, um, and he just found that the podcast wasn't really fitting into his schedule. So um, nothing but love to Steve. Still one of my best buds. Uh, hopefully we get to have him back on here every now and then because it was a lot of fun recording with him. Um, I am also going to be taking more time off of work, I guess I could say, so I could really start focusing on the podcast more and really start turning this into something that I really want it to be Uh, just because it has been really just messing around kind of getting comfortable with it Um, so thank you everyone that has been listening Um, if it's one people two people 2,000 people that listen to this I just appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to someone talk about sports I mean how how awesome is it that you guys afford me the opportunity to just do something that I love? Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm really going to be focusing on this more because uh, at the end of the day, this is what I want to do. Um, and also, it's uh, to spend some more time at home with my daughter and my girlfriend. So uh, work is awesome. I love where I'm at with work, but just at this point in my life, I really want to give this a go. So you guys are going to be stuck with me more and more frequently now. Um, But again, all I can say is thank you guys for listening, no matter how many, how long you listen. If you guys uh, just support, it's it's huge. And again, I I can never express my gratitude for that. Um, But yeah, man, let's get into it. Today, we are talking AFC division winner odds. We went over NFC last week. Um, And just a couple quick hitters before we really get started. Uh, We are at the all-star break for baseball. Um, Since the last time we've recorded, you know, the Yankees kind of were, they were teetering. You know, they were right there where this season could have fallen apart. Or they could have shown that they really are as good of a team as they've been playing. And they've lost they lost the series to the Reds. That was kind of ugly. They came um, and of course the series before that they dropped a couple to the Red Sox in a not so great way. Uh, but they dismantled the Red Sox the last two days. Um, 13 to 1 and 14 to 2. So that, I mean, that just has, if you're a Yankee fan, that has to make you feel good going into the All-Star break. They're almost 40 games over 500. You can't really ask for more. They really, I mean, and you have the trade deadline coming up in a couple weeks. So now is when you really need to start asking yourself, what are the Yankees going to add? And... There's always that time the Yankees are always linked to every single name. Brian Reynolds, Luis Castillo, um, Juan Soto just turned down another contract extension uh, offer from the Nationals. So what 
do I want to see as a Yankee fan? Um, I mean, it'd be really dumb of me to say, yeah, I don't want Juan Soto. I don't want Brian Reynolds. Don't give me Luis Castillo. You know, um, the Yankees are in a position right now, and I feel that their farm system is strong enough where they can absolutely land at least two of those guys. In an ideal world, you go get Luis Castillo and Juan Soto. No question, especially with the situation around Aaron Judge. You're not sure that he even wants to come back at this point, which is just terrible to say. But if the Yankees are willing to let Aaron Judge walk, and they go get Juan Soto, that's the only way I am okay with Aaron Judge leaving at this point. You cannot let Aaron Judge leave unless you upgrade. And there's two guys that you can upgrade from Aaron Judge. Juan Soto is one of them, and probably Mike Trout. I mean, you can throw in a couple other names, but two guys that are just head and shoulders better than... Aaron Judge. And the funny thing is, Juan Soto is not even having a, that great of a year, but you can tell that he just does not want to be in Washington anymore. I mean, the kid turned down a 13, 14 year deal worth $450 million down. I'm sorry, Washington. That That is just a slap in the face. The biggest contract ever in baseball. And this kid is like, nah, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, so, in my opinion, they have what they need to get Juan Soto. And I really hope that they make that push to get him. Um, they did just draft a 6-7 right fielder from Vanderbilt. So all signs are pointing to Aaron Judge leaving. Uh, as much as I hate to say that, I mean, my dog's name is Aaron Judge. The first jersey I ever got my daughter was a Judge jersey. It's going to be really, really hard to see him go. But at this point in time... You just hope the Yankees are gearing up for something bigger, um, literally and figuratively speaking. Uh, and obviously, Luis Castillo, you know, that dude's an absolute stud. The Yankees' rotation has kind of taken a step back, including the bullpen. So it, you can never have enough arms either. I mean, if you've watched baseball, I don't for, I, you can watch it for a couple years and know how important pitching is. So to bring in a guy like Luis Castillo, uh, it would just be crucial at this point in the season. Um, that being said, the Home Run Derby is tomorrow. Absolutely love the Home Run Derby. Um, pretty solid field this time. Pete Alonso, Ronald Acuna, Juan Soto, uh, Albert Pulhos is in there, which is pretty awesome. Do I think he's going to win? No, not at all. Uh, but still cool to see him in there, getting his kind of due at the at the tail end of his career and, and kind of getting to celebrate Albert Pujols at least one more time. Um, Corey Seager, Kyle Schwarber. Pete Alonso is the odds-on favorite and kind of not even close to. Uh, I think I saw him at about plus 185. If I'm going to bet it, I'm taking... In that Ronald Acuna, Juan Soto area. Um, let me just pull up the official odds real quick. Yeah, Pete Alonso plus 185, Kyle Schwarber plus 300, Juan Soto plus 650, Ronald Acuna plus 650, Julio Rodriguez plus 850, Corey Seager plus 950, 
Jose Ramirez plus fifteen hundred, Albert Pujols plus twenty three hundred. Um, the thing is, uh, when Pete Alonso won it the last couple of years, he was almost doubling what he made because he was still playing on his like five hundred, six hundred thousand dollar deal, and he was winning a million dollars to win that home run derby. And the last two times he did it, were the Mets really in contention? I mean, they were, but not like they were this year. So I just, I kind of see Pete Alonso maybe easing back and not going so full throttle at it. Um, kind of the same thing with Acuna. You know, the dude's going to hit a lot of home runs, but the Braves are right in it with the Mets. So that that myth or that saying that the home run derby messes up guys swings, you might see these guys kind of scale it back. So they don't go into that second seat, like second part of the season. Uh, they're timing off all that good stuff. So my official pick is Juan Soto. Uh, nationals aren't in contention. The dude wants to show out. He's on the verge of probably being traded. Um, so, I mean, at plus 650, I think I said, I, I love that. So, uh, yeah, Juan Soto is my official pick to win the Home Run Derby. Um, yeah, should be a fun all-star game. Doesn't really mean much of anything anymore, uh, but I can't wait for the second half of the season. Uh, should be a good one. Mets, Yankees. Let's see that World Series. Let's see that World Series while we're still in New York, huh? Um, Cam Smith wins the Open overseas. I have officially decided that Cam Smith is my favorite golfer. I, the dude is just such a stud. He's always in contention. When he's not in contention, the dude shot a career low round, round two. Round three comes out. Looks like he hasn't swung a golf club in his life. That's a little bit of an over-exaggeration. I think he was like one over, two over maybe. Um, and today, four back on Victor Hovland and Rory McIlroy, who has won there, who has played there many, many times. I wanted to bet it so bad last night, but I scared myself. Like, Rory knows this course. Cam didn't look great today. I just could not pull the trigger on Cam Smith to come back and win. But what does he do? He shoves it right up my ass, and he takes home the Claret Jug. And the coolest thing about it is the dude... I think I don't know what the purse is for the open. I know it's a lot of money, um, but the first thing he says is, "I want to fight, figure out how many beers can fit in this thing." How do you not love the guy? Come on, like with how proper and quiet you have to be during golf. A guy that just won two point five million dollars. I just got the number, by the way. A guy that won two point five million dollars is just out here. Yeah, I'm going to see how many beers I can fit in this bad boy. What a stud, man. Love Cam Smith. Congratulations on the win. Um, yeah, the dude's a legend. Absolute legend. Um, that being said, I want to I kind of want to go over the NBA free agency just just a little bit. Um, more specifically, being in New York, watching and seeing how fans are reacting to the KD, Kyrie, all that whole situation. First of all, my opinion is KD and Kyrie, I think, are still playing in Brooklyn next year. With apparently how much the Nets are trying to get for uh, for 
both of them? Why? Why would you do that? Why? Like, what has KD done in his career to make you think that he can come to your team and elevate you to win a championship? I'll wait. Oh, the Warriors? Well, who was on that team? Who propped up KD to win a championship? Who's still winning championships without Kevin Durant? KD never did that. And any time there's even a little bit, just a little bit of South going, things aren't looking right, they might have to go through a possible rebuild, kind of change the team up. And here's the thing, the Nets aren't even in a rebuild. They might have just had to change a couple pieces because they fell into the LeBron way of thinking where you need every single big-name guy from 10 years ago to come win you a championship. That's what the Nets did. All they need to do is build depth. Who's doing that? The Warriors. Who's the only big-name free agent they've signed since KD uh, or uh, Steph Curry Clay Thompson and Draymond became like the actual true big three in the NBA. They brought in KD and that was it. They've built the team around them still. They're still winning. NBA general managers, build around your draft picks. Build around the stars you already have. You don't need to go get Blake Griffin and hope that he's Lob Griffin or whatever the fuck he used to be called from 10 years ago. It doesn't work like that. So if I'm the Nets, you hold on to KD, you hold on to Kyrie. Now, because I don't think them alone can win you a championship bringing them in, but if you build around them and build some actual depth around these guys... You can win a championship with them. I think it was a mistake getting Ben Simmons because who knows when that kid's ever going to play again. But that's besides the point. You got rid of James Harden, who in his own right is kind of a cancer anywhere he goes. Um, So if I'm any team that is already kind of on that doorstep, like if you're a Suns fan, you should be terrified that you hear KD is coming to Phoenix. Why would you want KD in Phoenix? You guys had a bad game seven. It happens. Don't panic. You just re-signed DeAndre Ayton. Cam Smith is com- or, um, yeah, Cameron Smith is coming into his own. Mikhail Bridges is one of the best defenders in the league. Chris Paul is still Chris Paul. He had a bad playoffs, but hey, it happens. You guys have a good, good team. Not to mention the kid named Devin Booker who just signed to stay there for a long time. Get a couple small pieces to push you over the top. Don't break up the team by getting KD. It, it just makes no sense if I'm them at this point. Um, and if I'm, if I'm the Nets, because apparently, apparently Kyrie has said he wants to stay in Brooklyn, but I trust what these guys say is about as far as I can throw them uh, because, you know, what they're thinking is changing every day. But why in the world, if I'm if I'm Brooklyn and if I'm trading Kyrie to the Lakers, I better be getting 
and especially if Russell Westbrook is part of that trade, I better be getting every single Lakers pick for the next 10 years if I'm trading Kyrie for Russell Westbrook. I better get every bench player. I better get every every kid that they're going to draft for the next, like I said, next 10 years. You're making your team considerably worse if you're bringing Russell Westbrook into the fold. I'm sorry. The dude is way past his prime. He is he's a bench player at best at this point of his, of his career. He really needs a change of scenery. He just needs to be the guy that can huck up 45 shots a game to score 10 points. Uh, clears everyone out to get his rebounds. I, I mean, I, I'm obviously not a Russell Westbrook fan, but if I'm any GM, again, and I'm asking about KD, asking about Kyrie, do not give up the future for these guys. They're not that good. Okay? That's all I have to say about that. Um, and Knicks fans, hopefully you guys get Devin Mitchell because that would be huge. Devin Mitchell's a stud. Apparently they're entertaining offers. Do not, if, if the Knicks let this kid go to another team, especially after you just went out, traded everyone on your team to sign Jalen Brunson, like you guys need to go get a true, true number one guy. Jalen Brunson is not that. He is not a number one guy. He looked awesome because he played with Luka. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but is he the player that he was when you don't have Luka on the floor? Probably not. Is did, did the Knicks overpay for him drastically? Time will tell, but you know I don't think Jalen Brunson is worth the money that he got. But if you bring in a guy like De- uh, Devin Mitchell and allow Jalen Brunson to be that role player that good role player when you have a true number one, it's the only way it makes sense, in my opinion. Um, But yeah, let's get into the NFL. Thank you for listening to my NBA rant. Um, AFC Divisional Odds. You guys love the NFC. That was a lot of fun. Um, I cannot wait to get into this um, because we got, I think, what, in my opinion, is the best division in football in the AFC West. And I don't think it's really hard to find or argue that. Um, But let's get into it. First, we are going to go over the AFC East. The Bills minus 185, the Pats plus 450, the Dolphins plus 450, and the Jets plus 2,000. Um... It's pretty hard to argue against the Bills. They definitely didn't get any worse uh, this offseason. Um, I mean, yeah. What what else can you say? I mean, yeah, the Patriots are the Patriots. Mac Jones looked pretty decent last year, uh, but he's absolutely no Josh Allen. Um, and it's not fair to compare him to Tom Brady either, obviously. But, uh yeah, you got to go with the Bills at must minus 185 here. You just have to. I mean, if the Dolphins had just slightly a better quarterback and like no hate against Tua, I don't have anything against the kid, but you can't tell me that he's going to be able to utilize Tyreek Hill like Patrick Mahomes was able to. Sorry. Like, there's just no way that the kid, that's not his game, is is just bombing it down the field like Tyreek can do it. He can't 
go over the top of you like that. He's going to do it once or twice in the season. Everyone's going, oh my God, like, look, he can do it. Yeah, everyone can do it once or twice. I could do it once or twice in a, in a 17-game NFL season. But to maximize Tyreek Hill, Tua is not that guy. Um, the Jets are the Jets. Um, outside of the Texans, they have the longest odds to win their division. Um, I like what they're doing, though. Like I, I like how they're building this team. Um, I think in the next two to three years, and obviously it all hinges on Zach Wilson becoming uh, what they think he's going to. And can we say that Zach Wilson has cemented his legacy already with that whole story about him and his mom's friend? Like the kid doesn't need to be good at football one more day in his life. He's already a legend. He's going to work at like, if he fails out of the league, he'll work at like Barstool Sports or something like that. And, you know, because that's kind of like how Barstool likes to run their shit. Um, So good for him, man. Good for him that he gets to, uh, he's already famous without having really have have had to do much on the football field um i like the jets team i think you know i don't think that they're gonna be there this year but um they're heading in the right direction i will say uh but yeah the, the bills for me is the obvious pick here um going on to the afc north the ravens plus 160 the Bengals plus 180 browns plus 280 and the steelers the mighty Steelers at plus 950. They weren't even this bad when Big Ben was walking around with one leg. Like, he was still giving them a chance to win almost every week when he was hurt. Man, plus 950 just seems like a lot with that defense to me. I'm not saying that they're going to win, but to be to be pegged at dead last. Like Najee Harris is still really good. They still have some good young receivers. Um, Kenny Pickett, like we don't even know if Deshaun Watson's going to play yet this year. I mean, I we haven't really seen anything saying that he's not, but this whole massage story is still not going away. You still hear about it all the time. So I'm not convinced that he's going to be playing this entire year yet. Um, and like I said, if Kenny Pickett is 70 to 75% of what I I don't want to say big Ben, but if he's 70, 75% his rookie year, a decent quarterback, uh, I mean, the Steelers can make some noise. They have a really good team around Kenny Pickett and it really hinges on him. Um, going to the top, the Bengals and the Ravens. I'm just not a believer in the Ravens. I'm not a believer in Lamar Jackson. I never have been, you know, you can say what you want about how he can run, how he can throw. Well, there's a reason for that. You have to account for him running because he's an amazing runner that you have to leave some field open so you can protect the run. So yeah, he has wide open throws from time to time and he doesn't even hit those all the time. And then you get rid of Marquise Brown to the Cardinals. He really didn't even have anyone to throw with to begin with. That what they needed to do was bring in a guy like Devontae Adams. They needed to they need to bring in more people. You still have Julio Jones sitting out there. You still have Odell Beckham sitting out there. Yeah, they might not be what they used to be, but you need to surround Lamar Jackson with guys that can hide his throwing flaws and open up the field so he can throw and run. That's the way the Ravens are going to win. And for, 
from what I've seen the Ravens do, they've only made their offense worse. And they're going to rely on Lamar to throw more. That's not a recipe for success with this kid. I'm sorry. It's just not. Um, and the Bengals, like, I, I'm honestly not sold on any team in this division. Like, the Bengals way overperformed last year. Probably, you know, it's awesome that they made the Super Bowl, but were they a Super Bowl caliber team? I don't think so. They just got hot at the right time. And they haven't really done much this offseason either to make me think that they've, that they're going to repeat and, you know, I, I just I can't see the Bengals doing what they did last year again. Um, that being said, I it's just so hard. I guess if Deshaun Watson plays a full 17-game season, I'm going to take the Browns at the plus 280. If Deshaun Watson is suspended, he doesn't play... Um, man, it's honestly for me a coin flip between the Ravens and the Bengals. Uh, I'll take the Bengals to win it, but I don't feel good about it. My my strongest bet is a Deshaun Watson led Browns. Um, other than that, I think this division is up for grabs. And honestly, I I like I said, I don't think the Steelers should be at plus nine fifty with the team that they have. Still, uh, yeah, stinks to not have Big Ben, but. Plus 950 just seems like a lot. Um, So the AFC South. Colts minus 150. Titans plus 160. Jags plus 750. Texans plus 2500. Man, I love what the Colts did this offseason. And... I can start and stop with the signing of Matt Ryan. They've been looking for that guy to replace uh, Andrew Luck since he retired. Not been easy to uh, replace a guy like that, obviously. Um, and Matt Ryan, you know, like right now the Colts, the Colts have to win right now. They have to win in the next one, two, maybe three years. Matt Ryan is no spring chicken anymore, but he is the best quarterback that they've had since Andrew Luck and the team that they have can definitely make some noise in the AFC South this year in the AFC. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Colts challenging for the AFC. Um, Titans plus 160. You obviously can't sleep on the Titans. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has been pretty awesome. Uh, They obviously drafted Malik Willis. I don't think you really have to worry about anything there. I think Malik Willis is just uh, definitely just a project for the Titans for the next few years. I don't think that they're going to feel rushed to have to play him. Um, Derrick Henry has to stay healthy, obviously. And, you know, them losing AJ, AJ Brown definitely hurts. But they're not really a team that relied on the pass too much anyway. So I think that they can kind of hide that here and there um, as long as Derrick Henry can stay healthy. Derrick Henry goes down again. It's kind of a lost season for the Titans because they're, everything runs through Derrick Henry on that team. Like, let's be honest. Um, the Jags at plus set 750. The Texans at plus 2,500. I mean, what, what really needs to be said here? Trevor Lawrence was... You don't want to put bust on him yet, 
uh, just because the team was so bad. But he was definitely not that guy out of Clemson that we thought he was going to be. Uh, not yet, at least. So he has to have a huge year, too. Um, and the Texans are an absolute dumpster fire at plus 2,500. Um, uh, are we going to be surprised if they have the number one overall pick next year? No, not really. Uh, Davis Mills was actually pretty decent. So, you know, he might steal them a game or two. But nothing that we're going to turn our heads at and be like, oh, whoa, are the Texans last year's Bengals? No. No, they're not. They, they, uh, they're they in for a rough season. Now, I'm sorry if you're a Texans fan, if there even is any Texans fans that still uh, are around. That, I think, would be more shocking than them winning like more than four games. But, yeah, so Colts at minus 115. Um, Titans... It's a nice look if Derrick Henry can stay healthy. Um, Let's move on to what I think, personally, is the strongest division in football. The AFC West. You Okay, we'll go over the odds real quick. Chiefs plus 155. Chargers plus 240. Broncos plus 260. Raiders at plus 700. This... Is create like you can make an argument for every single team in this division, and I would I would agree with you as to why they can win the division. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. You got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you lose Tyreek Hill. That stinks. They bring in Marquez Valdez Scantling. They bring in Juju Smith Schuster. Do those guys? Replace Tyreek Hill? Obviously not. But you still have Travis Kelsey. And again, the most important guy you have on that team, Patrick Mahomes. That offense isn't as dynamic as it was the last few years. Um, At least on paper, it doesn't look like it's going to be. But how many times did Tom Brady have a subpar offense and made it look or made it into a top five offense? How many times has Aaron Rodgers done that? So. Patrick Mahomes is that level of quarterback that can elevate guys around him. Um, so obviously you can't sleep on the Chiefs. The Chargers, awesome up-and-coming team. Justin Herbert is an absolute stud. They go and get Khalil Mack to help anchor that defense. Derwin James should be back. Joey Bosa should be back. Again, they got to stay healthy. But you have Austin Eckler. You have Keenan Allen. You, this team is loaded with talent. There is absolutely no reason that the Chargers shouldn't be competitive or win this division at plus 240. They got to take that next step. Uh, their dumbass coach can't outthink himself like he's done on a couple of occasions. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Chargers, they're live, man. They're, they're a good team. But so are the Broncos at plus 260. You bring in Russell Wilson. You arguably have the most talented receiver court in that division. Cortland Sutton, CeeDee Lamb, <coughs> Noah, or Noah Fant got shipped out, but you don't have to watch Drew Locke anymore. Like, that should be enough. Like, I, I've watched way too much of Russell Wilson. 
uh, being a fan of the Cardinals, to know what this guy can do and what he will do. He's going to turn plays that you think is a 10-15 yard loss into a fucking touchdown. He's going to take a third and 15, scramble right, scramble left, hit the guy for 15 and a half yards for that first down. Um, Russell Wilson is an absolute difference maker on this team. They have an awesome defense. The Broncos are my, out of the entire AFC, if I had to pick one sleeper team, it's the Broncos, 150%. I think this team is going to be really, really good this year. Watch out. Watch out for the Broncos. Don't don't say I didn't warn you. They are going to be a unit this year. And then moving on to the Raiders at plus 700. This should be, in my opinion, plus 4, plus 500. The Raiders were not a bad team last year. Derek Carr is not as bad of a quarterback as everyone likes to think he is. You bring in Chandler Jones who just needed a change of scenery. There's nothing wrong with him. The dude's been leading the sack every year for like the last five years or been in the top three at least. And you're adding him to an already stellar defensive line. And I don't know if you guys know who this is, but they did get a receiver named Devontae Adams. So why are the Raiders plus 700? It makes no sense to me. And I, I, like I said, like this is obviously a strong division, but the Raiders didn't get any worse. I, in my, they got significantly better and should be in every single game that they play in the division this year. So, do with it what you will. Broncos plus sixty, plus two sixty. I think they win the division. Um. And I mean, if you got a couple bucks, the Raiders at plus 700, man, like there's absolutely nothing wrong with being confident in a team like that with what they've been able to add. Um, But yeah, my official who I think is going to win the AFC. It's so difficult. I think the Bills are ready. I think the Bills are ready for that next step. I think Josh Allen takes that next step. I really hope it's not another Bills, Chiefs, kind of just down to those two. Um, But right now it is really hard to see anyone beating the Bills for the AFC this year. It's really hard. Uh, They're a very good team. Josh Allen only has gotten better. If he gets even a little bit better this year, man, that is a scary, scary thought. Uh, for the rest of the AFC. So that is my official picks. So we have the Bills, the Browns, we have the Colts, we have the Broncos. Those are my division winners for the year. I have the Bills winning the AFC. I'll give you guys my official Super Bowl pick here in the next couple weeks. Um, But yeah, kind of a quick episode Sports has been kind of quiet lately, but we are going to be getting an out an episode every week. Now that I can have a set schedule, now I have more time on my hands to really focus on this. I'm really excited about it. I really want you guys to start sending me questions on my social medias. Um, I do have an Instagram for the trap game. If you guys want to go follow that, you guys can shoot me DMs. Hey, what do you want to hear? What do you want to have me talk about? It'll help me a lot. 
Um, now that I am flying solo, it'll help me uh, come up with some fun stuff to talk about during, you know, kind of the slow season in sports. Um, yeah, again, like I said earlier, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it's so awesome that people want to hear my opinions on this. And, you know, even if you don't, I still appreciate you guys for taking the time out um, to give this a listen. Share it with your friends. Share it with your mothers. Uh, thank you guys. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye.